Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel is a podcast where we discuss the latest Marvel episodes and TV series as they are released on Disney+. This is your spoiler alert. Hi everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel. I'm Iris, a columnist at the Boardwalk Times. I'm Muska, a contributor at the Boardwalk Times. I'm Julia, a contributor at the Direct and several other sites. Today, we are going to be breaking down episode 5 of The Wonderful World of WandaVision on a very special episode where a lot of things happened, guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know where to start, to be honest. Let's start at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> in which starts off in Westview. So we, get, we go back to there. Last week, we were only in Westview in flashbacks or from the sword perspective the outside perspective but we're in westview just like it was the first three episodes and it's the 1980s now and billy and tommy are still babies and they're in their cribs and wanda and vision are taking care of them and then agnes comes in and it's kind of just like it's reminiscent of the earlier episodes of the series i really liked the intro this time i like what they're doing obviously they're doing it with everyone but it was like, it was fun. And then they had, like, a little montage of Vision's childhood, which was, like, a funny moment. So I like how even though we came from, like, a very, I don't, I don't want to say dark, but a kind of, like, you know, ominous episode last week. We're still, like, kicking it off with the sitcom. And um, it, like, continues on to just kind of progressively get darker, just, like, in the middle of important scenes or like you know funny scenes instead of now just coming at the end yeah now that it's been opened up we've seen both sides of this uh story um we're going to be able to go back and forth in it now which gives them a lot more freedom we don't just save much i mean obviously they're going to save surprises and stuff still but like you don't have to like save the darkness for the end it's not like all formulaic anymore so right in the first scene we got quite a bit of magic stuff we got wanda trying to quiet the kids she was trying to make them sleep via magic. And um, then the kids aged up to about five years old from babies. And this was like, I mean, this is part of the story, obviously, but it's also like a meta joke because in Sony sitcoms with Fresh Prince with the little baby turning into a kid that was baby Nikki. And then they also did it, I think, on Family Ties and Growing Pains. And I think maybe a few other shows too. Like they have a baby for a season. They don't want to deal with a toddler, I guess, after that. So they just make them like five or six years old and just act like that's what it's always been like. They also do this at the end, which I guess maybe we're skipping around, but you know, when Darcy references like, oh, she, you know, recasted and it's like, you know, in the 80s or the seventies or eighties, they do that a lot. They used to recast. So I like the little intermittent things. Yeah. They recast stuff like in sitcoms all the time. I think especially in like, I think it was mostly with kids they recast, but they did recast some adults in the sixties. I know that one of the big ones was um, Dick York and Dick. I'm sorry. I don't know the other guy's name. It's Dick something from be which they played the same character. And then of course that other happened on other series as well. So yeah, Fresh Prince was another one. They recast Aunt Viv halfway through. Yeah, they certainly did. And so I think that's a very good way of them again, incorporating the, uh, the sitcom part of it all with the whole recasting joke, but also because they literally basically recast it, you know? <laughs> they re-recast it because this guy who plays Quicksilver or the new Pietro in this series um, was Evan Peters. For those who don't know, he played Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. 
And there's this whole thing, even when um, Avengers Age of Ultron was coming out, when there's Quicksilver and that Quicksilver and X-Men, how's that going to work or whatever? They just got, they killed off the Quicksilver in his first movie in the MCU. So that kind of took care of that. But I guess because he's dead in the MCU, they didn't want to bring him back. So I'm sure there's a reason for Evan Peters coming in. Possibly it's the multiverse. Possibly it is um, just they got a random guy in Westview to just turn into Quicksilver because Wanda wanted to see him. Lots of reasons. But like, I'm glad they're doing it deliberately, not just to be funny and like bring in Evan Peters as Quicksilver because we can do that now. We like him better than the other guy. He's an option. No, it's an actual reason, which is nice. And I, especially like in the beginning, they do this thing where they're like be a buildup of tension. And especially in the beginning when the first scene happens and the babies are crying and they're trying to find a solution to the babies crying, Agnes comes in and she's like, visions like no I don't think we should and she's like do you want me to just do that from the top and then if you if you notice like the laughing track is gone the baby's crying is gone like it's it's like dead on that end and then as soon as Juan is like no no like don't be ridiculous this is this is normal it like cuts right back in and it's like super jarring and I really liked it I really liked how they use sound to kind of like show something's not right. I really think it was supposed to be maybe a moment where someone's supposed to yell cut, but there's not really a director because Wanda is the director, obviously, kind of. So yeah, maybe we saw something that we weren't supposed to see. I don't know. I think that um, they're kind of playing on Wanda's subconscious because now people are referring to her. People are saying, well, Wanda will just fix that. I can't remember if it's the postman or someone. It's like, oh, the dog's missing. It's okay. Wanda won't let him get far. And so there are more instances where people are referring to her. And I think it's because, you know, there's always that theory that this is actually another villain, you know, taking charge of this village town. (laughs) And we don't really know. We all think it's Wanda but what if they're you know using like a decoy and I just think that that's why we're seeing more moments where people are referring to her even visions like this is all in your subconscious like you might not have realized that you were doing this and now you're aware and that's why all of these things are happening and I think like she like actually freaks out in the end she's like it's not me I'm not doing this I don't know who is I feel like that was like that for me was a huge like oh my god yeah I think that theory is like probably true well we started seeing this in the 70s episode I think with like them all like when you see Agnes and Herb kind of talking at the wall gossiping and then like Vision comes up and they're nervous to tell him because I think they know what's going on like same with the neighborhood watch meeting in episode two uh, and the Vision wasn't invited to that but all the guys were talking about what was probably going on with Westview and so some of them might be waking up some of them might be having an idea it's kind of hard to tell but yeah um with the Wanda subconscious thing the thing with that I would say is like maybe she, I don't know if I can't really tell fully and I think we're supposed to not be able to tell right now if she's lying or if there's some level of truth that I think there must be some level of truth because I don't think they'd show all their cards this is only like episode five of nine there's a little bit more to tell so there's rumors like she maybe made a deal with Mephisto the MCU's devil that maybe she would have this world she'd have to give him something like for example the kids and so maybe she's waking up to the fact that she can control things a bit more like with more and more every episode and so maybe it was originally out of her control but like it was only not ever control like subconscious and control and now it's more conscious but there's still some subconscious i think it might go back and forth 
I'm not really sure. But clearly, as we've seen um, with certain parts, she is very much in control. We saw this with her kicking out Geraldine, a.k.a. Monica. And we saw that also in this episode with her um, surprisingly just leaving Westview at one point. She went out and confronted Sword. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about that. Wanda actually left the bubble. I at first wasn't sure if it's, it was going to be her. I was like, what is coming back out of that bubble? But then I saw her like little cape coming and yeah, thoughts? I um, immediately, I think because I was taking notes throughout the whole episode, I like immediately put my pen down and I was like, I have to watch this. Like I have to absorb this. And that's why I have like no notes on that scene because I like she she looked terrifying. She felt terrifying. The whole scene where she like, you know, flips the guns on Hayward uh, and he like freaks out. I, that was also like a gleeful moment for me where I'm like, thank God. But also it like it just like kind of it reinforces like, OK, yeah, she's the one in charge. She's gone too powerful. Like she's just like, you know, controlling a bunch of people. And I really like Monica being like, no, there's something more going on. She's not a terrorist, as like Hayward called her. And I was just like, things are getting out of hand. And I think they're really, really trying to push Wanda being this villain. The more they push it, the more I don't believe it. Yeah, what I think is going to happen possibly now is that stuff is going to start going haywire and it won't be in Wanda's control, but everyone in S.W.O.R.D. is going to think it is at this point, with considering what just happened in this episode. And so we'll see how um, Monica and even uh, Darcy and Jimmy are going to, if they're going to like be on more S.W.O.R.D. side and take, I'm not like, obviously they're going to be on S.W.O.R.D. side, but are they going to believe, start to believe Wanda is a terrorist? Because I think Monica can definitely relate to Wanda right now because she is also dealing with grief because her mom just died for her. It was, it's been like three weeks since her mom died. So we're kind of seeing different sides of that and how different people react to grief. So I definitely understand why Monica is sympathizing with Wanda. And I think it's good that Wanda has someone sympathizing with her. And I hope she continues to do so, even though Wanda's kind of not really having it right now. Because I think that's important in this kind of story. But yeah, I definitely think that... I think it's going to turn into um, like three layers of this. They're going to have sword, Wanda, and so maybe some third force. And we'll see if Wanda, maybe Wanda's going to have to choose who to align with ultimately. And maybe that'll be a thing. Yeah, I think that's super interesting. And honestly, when we're on the topic of Monica already, backtracking just a little bit, um, when was it Darcy or Jimmy mentioned Captain Marvel? She obviously like, was a little bit uh, set off or like there was a little bit of tension. So I wonder what happened there because obviously, you know, she was a kid in the Captain Marvel movie. So something must have happened there. Um, people are, a lot of people are saying maybe Carol didn't really ever go back and visit. Although hopefully maybe we'll find out she did go see Maria before she died. And Monica obviously wasn't there. So hopefully we'll find out. But yeah, she's going to be in Captain Marvel too. And there's a theory going around that we know Ms. Marvel from the comics is very much like idolizes Captain Marvel. She's the best. And maybe Monica will be kind of, um, did I say, sorry, pause. Did I say Wanda when I meant Monica a few seconds ago? No. Okay. So what I was going to say was maybe um, Ms. Marvel is going to be idolizing Carol like she does in the comics. Like she loves Captain Marvel. She loves all the Avengers, but Captain Marvel's her favorite. And then we'll have the other side of it, Monica being bitter and jaded. And maybe it'll teach them to learn to see different sides of this person. Like they're not, she's not perfect. She's not all bad. She's doing what she can her best. And it's not always going to be perfect. So I'm really looking forward to that movie more now, just to see the dynamic between the three 
I think this is actually really good at setting up the excitement for other movies. Everyone's like, if this is the, like that good, what's going to happen to the other shows? Like, what if they like, and those shows are some, for some fans more exciting. Like, you know, I know a lot of people that are more excited for the other shows, but now seeing WandaVision, they're like, okay, I think they're upping their game. And I think that's like, you have to give credit where credit's due. Marvel has a long history of doing stuff and making movies and fans not being happy and it not being the best movie, but just because fans like superheroes, they'll go and watch it. Like there's always controversy, I feel like in- which ones are you referring to? Because I feel like there's some fans with Marvel who will love everything. Like, the general public seems to love, like, almost every single Marvel movie. And then there's the fans who, like, there's certain generally accepted as the correct ranking, like, roughly. What are you referring to in that sense? I'm just wondering. Because that's interesting. I'm mostly referring to, like, the comic book fans. I feel like they're the ones who get the angriest. And they're the ones. And I feel like with Disney+, Plus, they've literally been like, okay, this is literally for you. Have fun get excited, go nuts. These are all the references. And I think that that's what they're trying to do. And then, of course, we have the broader movies where it's for the general public and they can just enjoy. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, but I also think that it's for them, but it also, it doesn't feel like fan service. So it's good on that. It's like on that line where it's like, oh, it's for the general public, but also for the comic fans, but we're not doing them service, but we are basically. <laughs> Yes, Marvel has really worked to get on the level to like appeal to people on different levels and make everyone feel like it's made especially for them, regardless of how big a fan they are. And that's like an amazing feat to accomplish because as we all know, in a fandom, there are many fans that don't feel the same and there are many fans that are angry at like everything. I think you can look in every fandom, Star Wars, Marvel, Harry Potter, Harry Potter is not a mess, but every fandom, you see angry people. And I like that they're trying to accomplish something that has been a fan uh, request for so long. Like people want to see comic book stuff. And I like how they're doing it because I don't read the comics, but I can understand what's going on. All right. Maybe we should also talk a little bit about Agnes because she was, I mean, you know, the lady, she do be acting suspicious sometimes. I think she's on like a bit of a different wavelength than most of the people in Westview because she does seem to know what's going on and she does seem to be the most involved with Wanda. I don't know what that means. There's rumors she's working with some other villain or maybe she's just smart or maybe she's like, um, she's a witch. Um, she's based on this character, Agatha Harkness. I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to go. Um, that's a comics thing. It hasn't been officially confirmed yet, so it might not happen, but I think it's going to happen in some way. It's not going to be exactly like the comics, as we all know. But one thing I found interesting that kind of relates to that is that at one point in this episode, they made a point out in the sword world to mention that Wanda does not have an alias or a nickname. And we all know in the comics, she is Scarlet Witch. So I'm wondering if maybe they'll like call her a witch. I don't know if it's because she'll be like seen as evil and a witch or she's like Agnes has similar powers. So she gets the nickname or maybe Agnes gives her the nickname Scarlet Witch because next episode she's going to be dressed in Halloween garb and she's going to be dressed in red. So maybe that's how she gets the nickname. 
So I think like I, she's going to get it sometime in this series. I'm pretty sure after that line today, like she has to get it. So hopefully, I don't know. I kind of want it to be like kind of a nice name. Like I don't want her, it's, you know, with Winter Soldier, he's still using the name Winter Soldier, even though he's a good guy. And it feels kind of weird to me. It just doesn't feel right. So, and I, so I'm worried if like they make, they call her a Scarlet Witch in a bad way. It might feel weird, but like, I mean, maybe she can reclaim it, but like, it's just kind of odd. Although I know she was a villain first in the comics. I know I'm going all over with this. I'm just trying to hit every single criticism people might give me while listening to this. But yeah, I think she's going to get the name Scarlet Witch somehow in this series before WandaVision is over. I think a witch doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing these days anymore. I mean, we have Sabrina that got super popular on Netflix, which also she's a witch. So like, you know, I wanted to refer to one thing that I found super interesting is he says vision and this is in the first couple minutes of the episode he says like we're usually of the same mind Wanda and I remember watching that interview with a bunch of the people from the cast and someone asked like what makes Wanda and vision so good they complete each other and I, I like how they are, they show that, like it was a re- like reference to the show, like, and even in towards later of the episode, Wanda also, she's like, she tells the children, like, we're just not on the same page right now. And I think that sword references Wanda coming in and taking Vision's body and it's against Vision's wishes. I, I think they're trying to show that that is what's happening. They're not of the same mind. But then that begs the question, like, why can Vision be someone who's, like, thinking, processes this, realizes they're not on the same track? And I just, like, I, I feel like that's a very big place they can explore. So on the topic of the discovering Vision's body thing, it was revealed like a week or two ago that originally there was a plan for the endgame post credit scene. There was going to be one and it was going to be of Wanda discovering Vision's body and then it was going to lead it to this. So that obviously didn't happen. But what we did see is we did see Wanda burst into the um, top secret area. I don't know. Was it sword? I don't know what organization it was. And she went and presumably retrieved Vision's body, which was all over the place which is a reference to the Vision Quest storyline of West Coast Avengers. Um, Obviously, again, not exactly like it, but the the homage was there. So I'm pretty sure after last week, the Vision's body thing that we saw is what's really moving around there. It was not just a, well, sorry, I hate to say this because this sounds like a pun, but it wasn't a vision of Wanda's. I'm sorry, I couldn't come up with any other word. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's real, it's what's happening, but she's making him appear different to herself and everyone else, obviously. So yeah, that is something going on. And I do have a feeling that I know not everything follows the comics, but in the comics, after a while, Wanda and Vision do break up. And I mean, Vision probably not going to be in Doctor Strange. Um, I don't think Paul Bettany's been seen around. Said I think he's in New York while everyone else is in England. I think they're in London right now filming. So I mean, maybe he could go down. Maybe he'll show up again in the future. I have a feeling they are going to rebuild him at some point. So we'll see that. But yeah, I sort of think this series is going to see them go their separate ways by the end. There's a lot of ways that could go, but yeah. And that's on the topic of grief as well, the main episode's theme. And they, you know, Wanda even says, which I thought was ironic, and I think that's why she might not be mostly in control, is when, you know, her children are like, you can fix the dead. And she tries giving them that pep talk that's like, I... I can't. Some things need to be left as is. 
And I'm like, okay, why would she say that if she brought vision back to life? Is she just trying to lie? And, you know, she knows it's the right thing because that's after she comes like confronting sword and they're saying, you know, you're not in the right. Or is this because like she doesn't really know how vision came about or like she's not aware. I don't know. I think at a place she is lying in a sense, maybe not. She Maybe she doesn't have a full idea, but I think she knows she's being a hypocrite when she says that. So I think that's going to be, that's like the whole theme of this series, I guess, explored. It's kind of contradictory to some other Marvel stuff, which gives me eh, feelings. But I think within the realm of this series, it's an interesting thing to explore. I kept thinking that the boys were going to be like, oh, but you did it to daddy, so why can't you do it to our dog? But they didn't, so. <laughs> a vision interrupted, and he already at that point knew that, he, you know, Wanda is messing with all of this. And I think that's after, that's when they cut back to them in the, yeah, home, and he confronts her, and she's like, I can change things. And I, I didn't know if I could take it seriously, because they're floating. And it kind of did set it off for me where it's like, that's funny. But, you know, they floated back down and the tensions were still high. And I thought that scene, like, despite the little fun, it was executed well. Yes, I agree. It was executed very well. And um, let's just circle back a little bit to why Vision actually knows that it's Wanda doing it. Because obviously he did something to Norm's mind to when he to make him turn back into his regular Westview self self so yeah the, what was that about <laughs> so there's this other thing going on with this episode is that Wanda is being less private in the Westview realm about what her powers are she made the dog collar appear when Agnes was in the room she didn't even care she also mentioned that Agnes didn't care when the boys aged up so I don't know if it's just an Agnes thing or maybe she suspects she's a witch or just doesn't care or whatever about what Agnes thinks or sees or whatever but i'm also wondering if maybe the same thing is going to happen with vision coming up well and wanda also was like i'm i'm kind of tired of hiding my powers so i don't know because if she's the one controlling it then yeah <laughs> well with norm i think that was like a very that like with agnes it's funny she she she's obviously in the loop for some of it she, yeah she is in the loop actually but with Norm, he freaks out. He's like, where's my phone? I need to contact my sister. I, like, and you, you kind of, it does put into perspective, like, oh my God, these people are being mind controlled. Even if you want Wanda and Vision to have like a little sitcom happiness bubble. She is holding, or maybe she tell Vision that she's not. That she's like, how can I do everything? But with Norm, that like the tension built so well. Of course, there was laughing tracks. When Vision, you know, confronts him and then as soon as he like taps his mind, it, it like disappears. Music or is like, you know, in the background and it, like it gets to the point where it like peaks and then he reverts him back and the laughing track kicks right back in. So like they did this, what, two times already. And I just think they're using it very wisely. Every scene that they do that in, I'm impressed. And maybe I'm easy to impress and I'm not as hard of a critic as other people, but... I, I was happy with that. And I'm like, I, I like what they're doing. So maybe one of the bigger bombs dropped on us this episode, Pietro ringing the doorbell and he's just right there alive and well. It's clearly not the same Pietro though. So it's not, don't get too excited. But 
Yeah, um, he's back. Um, he's been referenced quite a bit um, in episode three and in this one. Uh, he was talked about a lot, so there was definitely some foreshadowing there. I find it entertaining and funny that he came basically like he was supposed to be like Uncle Jesse or something from Full House, just coming to help raise the kids. I am wondering who brought him back, because Wanda was saying she didn't, and like I know we're not really meant to know whether to believe her or not, so good job, Marvel, because I don't. I'm leaning towards believing her right now. I'm wondering if maybe one of the kids accidentally manifested it, or like he's like Wanda, because every time Wanda wants something, it seems to happen. So maybe she wanted it or maybe one of the kids wanted it and it just happened or maybe it's tapping into her subconscious and it happened. But yeah, um, I don't think Wanda's totally in charge of that. I mean, I don't remember which one of the boys it was, but he asked, oh, do you have a brother, mommy? And then she was like, yeah, well, he's far away and that makes me sad sometimes. So maybe that somehow made that happen that one of the twins like manifested it, like you said, or something like that. Yeah, that would probably be Billy, a.k.a. Wiccan, because he has similar powers to his mom. And there is talk about maybe it was just him being the only one doing the aging up for both the boys, because maybe he's the one with the powers. Because the other one has powers, um, the other one's name is Speed in the comics, that's his superhero name, and he has basically Quicksilver's powers, he's really fast. But then if you think about it, Speed, he, he speeds up the aging process, so maybe that's why? Combo. It's a combo, okay. I decided it's a combo. Um, I also wanted to talk about um, the whole there's no other children in Westview thing because that chant from episode two, the for the children one, has been something that hasn't really added up up to this point. If Wanda's in charge and like they're all chanting for the children and she doesn't know if she wants children yet at that point, like what is that? And then the next episode, as we see, it's Halloween and there's tons of kids. So I'm assuming Wanda brings those in to make Vision happy and be like, oh, look, there's kids. But there's been talk of is this maybe... Maybe she captured the kids and maybe that's why they've been conned into behaving and listening to her or she will kill them. Or maybe that's someone else killing them. Maybe they don't want to make Wanda that evil yet. So they have someone else pulling the strings. Maybe that's what Mephisto, whoever's doing, like that might be that he wants her kids. He wants the other kids. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there is something with that. Like there has to be a reason there isn't any kids there and that might be leading to something. I hope that made sense. It did. And that was like such a mind blowing part, but I don't think Disney will go that dark. I feel like consistently everyone's like, it, there could be darker theories to what's going on, but I think everyone kind of rules those out. Cause they're like Disney still appeals to the children for superheroes. I definitely think though, like, the child, their children, like the people of Westview's children being captured is maybe not killed. Like, I don't think they're going to kill them, but like, it's something there because why are they, why are all these people listening to Wanda and following whatever she says if they know what's going on and all that's going to happen to them? All we saw that happen to Monica is that she got kicked out of the world and she was fine and they don't want to be in the world. So they get kicked out. So, like, she, she's like, there's a threat she placed in their head. Maybe she didn't directly tell them, but like, she gave them visions of something of their kids being hurt like she did in age of ultron to other people with their worst fears i don't know but i think yeah there's something there there's something has to be i feel like there's a lot that like in this episode that the more you talk about it the more you're like oh my god also this point also that point because i we don't we didn't talk enough about the scenes with monica and her back in sword and her figuring out her clothes are the same and then, her, like, you know, Darcy commenting on the show and she says something, you know, scientific, not sure, couldn't remember. But 
it's it, like there's so many scenes in sword that i kind of didn't that we haven't talked about yet i also wanted to touch on them talking about how wanda could have easily taken out thanos by herself but i also thought that was kind of weird for them to mention but that's just my personal opinion so <laughs> um yeah i thought it was kind of weird for them to know even know that because like they weren't were they there I don't remember. I don't think they were there. I think the story must have been passed on. But yeah, that that and the Captain Marvel thing. Well, I mean, obviously I wanted to mention Captain Marvel to give us a little clue as to what Monica's feelings on her might be now. But yeah, those were clearly very meta mentions. And they do MCU does a lot, a lot of meta stuff. Sometimes it gets like overbearing, I think. But like this was pretty good. It's pretty funny usually. Um, like they can tell what the audience is going to think and then they comment on it. We saw that last week. That was basically the whole episode last week. So yeah, that was definitely like in there to be meta, but they also wanted to let us know, yeah, Wanda's really powerful. And I think that was just like a fun way to do that. Yeah. Cause it's discussed between like Jimmy Woo and Darcy and they're like both like, you know, like kind of, it's almost like us discussing it. They're like, yeah, she could have taken down Thanos so but so did Captain Marvel like they could have done that I like how they're I like how they're like speculating and doing that did on the people um viewing all of this like they're the ones that are just kind of taking it all in and it's always the side characters because I guess you know in a superhero we're the side characters I definitely expect more of this and especially the Disney Plus stuff because they know that's what the hardcore fans are watching. Like, as we know, if we've seen the Loki trailer, for example, we know he's going to see his past life. And I guarantee, I can almost guarantee that he's going to mention, like, why did I kill Thanos with a butter knife? Because that's the comment, like, all the fans were mentioning, they've been saying it since Infinity War, that's been, like, a major complaint. Like, they're going to start doing, like, the lampshade themselves thing more and... Yeah, that's another scene I can definitely see that happening in. And I'm sure in Falcon and Winter Soldier and all this other stuff too. And Ms. Marvel especially because she's a fangirl basically like everyone of the MCU. So she is like the audience surrogate. If you want the audience surrogate superhero, that's her. That's a super important part to mention because I feel like we don't see those enough. And it's always, you know, the side characters. So I'll definitely be tuning in because I love stuff like that when people kind of geek out. I know comic book fans are I don't really want to put them on the spot people who just don't like cheesy or corny things usually kind of cringe at it but I think when done done well like Spider-Man he kind of blends a good combination of like corny and you know teenage fun but also kind of stay true to his like own character which is probably why I love him the most but that's another topic. Well, Marvel has so many properties now in the MCU that they can have the series that does the silliness and the series that does the darkness. And they can kind of like have something for everyone. So even if like WandaVision still isn't your thing, if even if we're not doing as much of the sitcom stuff now and it's still not your jam, like, you know, we have like a street level thing coming up and there's a time travel series coming up and all this other stuff. So lots and lots of stuff. So they're trying to appeal to as many people as possible. And even though everyone might not be into everything, there's going to be something out there probably for you. So we also saw a commercial in this episode, as we did with the other ones, except for last week. And it's funny because I thought that was the end of the episode. I'm like, oh, they did the commercial at the end of the episode this time. And then there was stuff afterwards, of course. But this one was like, this one was for kind of like, what's it called? Paper towel. This one was for paper towel. Lagos, I don't know how it's pronounced. Is that correct? I found out after the episode that was where the attack happened in, in like, 
beginning of Civil War. And it's for cleaning up messes and stuff. So she was about to do with this was clearly to do with her Civil War trauma because every commercial has been about something to do with her trauma. And yeah, so that's about like, I don't know, it was about cleaning up the mess like she was expected to do kind of and she maybe it was about kind of meta cleaning up her own mess here as well. Well, it also says for cleaning up a mess you didn't mean to make. So yes, sorry, I missed that. Um, on a side note, if you haven't Google Samuel L. Jackson Quicksilver, and there's something that works that's kind of meta on YouTube, YouTube it, don't Google it, YouTube it. If you haven't seen that video, and you'll know what it is when you watch it. It's just this was like it was made for WandaVision, really. Like, I know it can't be in WandaVision, but it should be. So Google that everyone. Or YouTube it. That's super interesting. I'm definitely going to look that up. All right. So um, lots of fun things coming up, but something that's coming up a little more quickly next week's episode. Do we think Quicksilver is going to be in it a lot or what do we think is going to happen really quickly? Tell me your thoughts. He's definitely going to be in it. I feel like that's going to be one of the main things of next week because it's like now we have someone else who might be moving in the house and they're I feel like next week is when they're going to do that Full House reference they said they're going to do because Full House was 80s slash 90s and they're in 90s. So, yeah. But yeah, next week takes place at Halloween. So I'm wondering, is he going to, I don't know, what are they all going to dress up as besides Wanda and Vision? Because, um, yeah, I want to see what Agnes is going to, oh, Agnes is a witch. That's right from the trade list. We've seen pretty much everyone's costumes. There's even a Funko Pop leak of the kids. So I've seen everyone's costumes by this point, except for, I think, maybe Quicksilver's, which maybe he's going to be Quicksilver because the old, maybe the old Quicksilver or a different Quicksilver, but I don't know. Or maybe, I, I don't know what Quicksilver I want to see him as. Maybe, I don't know. I wish he could be the Flash. I know he can't be, but I wish he could be the Flash. That would be so fun. Oh my God. I actually didn't know I needed that until now. But I'm like, I, I'm one of those fans and I guess I, I'm in the minority. That I will speculate, but I just kind of want to be surprised whenever I go into the... That's why I, like, avoid promos and I avoid, like, you know, seeing anything. Because I just want to, you know, let's see what they throw at me. I want to be surprised. Let's see what you got, Marvel. Yes, I'm the same exact way. I try to avoid all... They're not spoilers, but speculating things because that'll make me think about stuff. And I also just want to be surprised because I think that's part of the fun of it all is to be surprised and be like, whoa, they really just thought of that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, like I like speculating, but I want to be surprised. I want to have that middle ground, especially because I do so much writing with Marvel. So it's good if I know some stuff and it's good if I don't. Like the Wanda coming out of the bubble thing didn't surprise me. And full disclosure, I did know Evan Peters was going to come into this series. I didn't know he was playing Quicksilver for sure, but that was reported by a site I write for a long time ago. So I did know that. So I wasn't entirely surprised by that. Um, I was surprised they acknowledged it right away, which was nice. But yeah, like I'm looking forward to stuff like Loki because I feel like that's not really based on many comics. So that's like going to be everybody's surprise. But yeah, so I'm like, I'm glad um, I'm trying to keep that balance for myself. So I don't really want to know too much more. Like I'm watching official promos, but I know some stuff got leaked. So I'm trying to avoid like the footage leaks. I don't mind toy leaks, but like actual clips. I'm like, yeah, let's avoid that. Thanks. All right. I think that was all. Thank you for listening to this episode of Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel. For more Marvel content, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Boardwalk Times or head to our website at BoardwalkTimes.net. Muska will be back next week with Giovanni and Zach to talk about episode 6 of WandaVision. For more Marvel content, head over to BoardwalkTimes.net and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BoardwalkTimes.